Chapter Thirteen of Bransford of Rainbow Range by Eugene Manlove Rhodes. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirteen: The Siege of Double Mountain Continued. If the bowl had been stronger, my tale had been longer. Mother Goose. When the sun peeped over Rainbow Range, Captain Griffith bent over Toby Long's bed. His eyes were aching, burned, and sunken the lids twitched his face was haggard and drawn but he had arrived at an unalterable decision this thing could not and should not go on his brain reeled now another such night would entitle him to state protection he shook mr long roughly to hear i believe you're bransford himself thus taken off his guard long threw back the bedding rose to one elbow still half asleep and reached for his shoes laughing and yawning alternately then as he woke up a little more he saw a better way to dress dropped the shoes and unfurled his pillow which by day he wore as overalls fumbling behind him where the pillow had lain he found a much soiled handkerchief and tenderly dabbed at his swollen eye bit of steel in my eye from a drill-head he explained jiminy but it's sore plainly he took the accusation as a pleasantry calling for no answer i mean it i want to keep you under guard said captain griffith bitingly poor sleepy toby halfway into his overalls stared up at mr griffith his mouth dropped open he was quite at a loss for words the captain glared back at him toby kicked the overalls off and cuddled back into bed bully he said then i won't have to get breakfast gurdon steele sat up in bed a happy man his eye gave mr long a discreetly confidential look as of one who restrains himself out of instinctive politeness from a sympathetic and meaningful tap of one's forehead a new thought struck mr long he reached over behind steele for the rifle at the bed's edge and thrust it into the latter's hands here boy scout watch me he whispered don't let me escape while i sleep a few lines i'm bransford gertie rubbed his eyes and giggled don't you mind rex that's the worst of this pipe habit you never can tell how they'll break out next yeah laugh you blind bat said rex bitterly i've got him all the same and i'm going to keep him while you go to escondido his rifle was tucked under his arm he patted the barrel significantly it slowly dawned upon mr long that captain griffith was not joking after all and an angry man was he he sat up in bed oh piffle oh fudge oh pickled moonshine if i'm bransford what the deuce am i doing here why you was both asleep i could have shot your silly heads off and you'd a never woke up you make me tired don't mind him long he'll feel better when he takes a nap said gerd joyfully he has poor spells like this and he misses his nurse we always make allowances for him mr long's indignation at last overcame his politeness and in his wrath he attacked friend and foe indiscriminately do you mean to tell me you two puling infants are out hunting down a man you never saw don't the men at the other side know him either by jinks you hike out of this after breakfast and send for some grown-up men i want part of that reward and i'm going to have it look here he turned blackly to gurdon are you sure that bransford or anyone else came in here at all yesterday or did you dream it or was it all a damn fool kid joke 
listen here i worked like a dog yesterday if you had me stand guard three hours tired as i was for nothing there's going to be more to it what kind of a sack and snipe trick is this anyway you just come one at a time and i'll lick the stuffin' out of both of you i ain't feelin' like any schoolboy pranks just now no no that part's all straight bransford's in there all right protested gurdon if you hadn't been working in the tunnel you'd have seen him when he went by here's the note he left and his horse and saddle are up at the spring we left the horse there because he was lame and about all in bransford can't get away on him rex is just excited that's all the matter with him hankering for glory i told him last night not to make a driveling idiot of himself here read this insolent note will you long glowered at the note and flung it aside anybody could have wrote that how am i to know this thing ain't some more of your funny streaks you take these horses to water and bring back bransford's horse and saddle and then i'll know what to believe be damn sure you bring them to or we'll go producing glory right here great gobs and chunks of it you griffith put down that gun or i'll knock your fool head off i'm taking charge of this outfit now and don't you forget it and i don't want no maniac wandering round me with a gun you go to gathering up wood as fast as ever god let you say i was mistaken said the deposed leader thoroughly convinced once more you do look like bansford you know he laid down his rifle obediently look like your grandmother's left hind foot sneered the outraged miner my eyes is brown and so's bransford's outside of that no but you do a little said his ally steele i noticed it myself last night not much but still there's a resemblance poor cap griffith just let his nerves and imagination run away with him that's all long sniffed funny i never heard of it before he said he was somewhat mollified nevertheless and while cooking breakfast he received very graciously a stammered and half-hearted apology from young mr griffith now reduced to the ranks oh that's all right kid but say you be careful and don't shoot your partner when he comes back gurdon brought back the sorrel horse and the saddle thereby allaying mr long's wrathful mistrust that the whole affair was a practical joke i told you butter wouldn't suit the works said rex triumphantly and watched the working of his test with a jealous eye long knew his alice but it was the best butter he said he surveyed the sorrel horse his eyes brightened we'll whack up that blood money yet he announced confidently now i'm going to walk over to the south side and get one of those fellows to ride sign round the mountain you boys can sleep turn and turn about till i get back then i want steele to go to escondido and wire up to arcadia that we got our bear by the tail and want help to turn him loose and tell pappy sanders to send me out some grub or i'll skin him pappy's putting up for the mine you know i'll stay here and keep an eye on griffith he gave that luckless warrior a jeering look as one who has forgiven but not forgotten why don't you ride one of our horses said gurdon want to keep him fresh then if bransford gets out over the cliffs you can run him down like a mad dog said toby besides if i ride a fresh horse in here he'll maybe shoot me to get the horse and if he could catch you lads away from shelter maybe so he'd make a dash for it a shootin see here if i was dodgin in here like him know what i'd do 
i'd just shoot a few lines on general principles to draw you away from the gates then if you went in to see about it i'd either kill you if i had to or slip out if you give me the chance you just stay right here whatever happens keep under shelter and keep your horses right by you we got em bottled up and we won't draw the cork till the sheriff come i'll tell him to do the same way at the other end i won't take any gun with me and i'll stick to the main road that way bransford won't feel no call to shoot me likely he's way up in the cliffs anyhow ride the sorrel horse then why don't you he isn't lame enough to hurt much but he's lame enough that bransford won't want him thus mr griffith again dissimulating every detail of mr long's plan forestalled suspicion that these measures were precisely calculated to disarm suspicion now occurred to griffith's stubborn mind for he had a stubborn mind the morning's coffee had cleared it of cobwebs and it clung more tenaciously than ever to the untenable and thrice exploded theory that long and bransford were one and inseparable now and forever he meditated an ungenerous scheme for vindication and to that end wished mr long to ride the sorrel horse for mr long if he were indeed the murderer as of course he was would indubitably upon some plausible pretext attempt to pass the guards at the farther end of the trip where was no clear-eyed griffith on guard what more plausible that a modification of the plan already rehearsed for long to tell the wardens that griffith had sent him to telegraph to the sheriff let him once pass those warders on any pretext that would be final betrayal for all his shrewdness there was no possibility that long and bransford could complete their escape on that lame sorrel he would not be allowed to get much of a start just enough to betray himself then he griffith would bring him back in triumph it was a good scheme all things considered it reflected great credit upon mr griffith's imagination as in poe's game of odd or even where you must outguess your opponent and follow his thought mr rex griffith had guessed correctly in every respect such indeed had been mr long's plan only rex did not guess quite often enough mr long had guessed just one layer deeper namely that mr griffith would follow his thought correctly and also follow him therefore mr long switched again it was a bully game better than poker mr long enjoyed it very much just as rex expected toby allowed himself to be overpersuaded and rode the sorrel horse he renamed the sorrel horse goldie on the spot saddled him awkwardly mounted in like manner and rode into the shadowy depths of double mountain once he was out of sight mr griffith followed despite the angry protest of mr steele alleging falsely that he was going to try for a deer toby rode slowly up the crooked and brush-lined canyon behind him cautiously hidden came griffith the hawk-eyed avenger waiting at each bend until mr long had passed the next one for closer observation of how mr long bore himself in solitude mr long bore himself most disappointingly he rode slowly and awkwardly scanning with anxious care the hillsides before him not once did he look back lest he should detect mr griffith 
near the summit the goldie horse shied and jumped it was only one little jump whereunto goldie had been privately instigated by mr long's thumb thumbing a horse as done by one conversant with equine anatomy produces surprising results but it caught mr long unawares and tumbled him ignominiously in the dust mr long sat in the sand and rubbed his shoulder goldie turned and looked down at him in unqualified astonishment mr long then cursed mr branford's sorrel horse he cursed mr bransford for bringing the sorrel horse he cursed himself for riding the sorrel horse he cursed mr griffith with one last longest heartfelt crackling hair-raising comprehensive and masterly curse for having persuaded him to ride the sorrel horse then he tied the sorrel horse to a bush and hobbled on foot saying it all over backward poor griffith experienced the most intense mortification except one of his life this was conclusive bransford was reputed the best rider in rainbow this was long he was convinced positively finally and irrevocably he did not even follow mr long to the other side of double mountain but turned back to camp keeping a sharp eye out for traces of the real bransford to no effect it was only by chance a real chance that clambering on the gatepost cliffs to examine a curious whirl of gneiss he happened to see mr long as he returned mr long came afoot leading the sorrel horse just before he came within sight of camp he led the horse up beside a boulder climbed clumsily into the saddle clutched the saddle horn and so rode into camp the act was so natural a one that griffith already convinced was convinced again the more so because long preserved a discreet silence as to the misadventure with the sorrel horse mr long reported profanely that the men on the other side had also been disposed to arrest him and had been dissuaded with difficulty so i guess i must look some like bransford though i would never a guessed it reckon nobody knows what they really look like chances are a feller wouldn't know himself if he met him in the road that squares you kid no hard feelings not a bit i certainly thought you were bransford at first said griffith well the black-eyed one stone he's coming round on the west side now cutting the sign you'll be all ready to start for escondido as soon as he gets here gird say you don't want to wait for the sheriff if he's up on rainbow you wire a lot of your friends to come on the train at nine o'clock to-night sheriff can come when he gets back there ain't but a few horses at escondido you get pappy sanders to send your gang out in a wagon such as can't find horses better take in both of ours gird said griffith he knew long was all right as has been said but he was also newly persuaded of his own fallibility he had been mistaken about long being bransford therefore he might be mistaken about long being long in this spirit of humility he made the suggestion recorded above and was grieved that long endorsed it and i want you to do two errands for me kid you give this to pappy sanders the storekeeper you know here he produced the little eopus from his pocket and tell him to send it to a jeweler for me and get a hole bored in it so it'll balance want to use it for a watch charm when i get a watch 
and if we pull off this bransford affair i'll have me a watch now don't you lose that it's turquoise worth a heap of money besides he's a lucky little horse i'll put him in my pocket-book said gurdon better give him to pappy first off else you're liable to forget about him he's so small then you tell pappy to send me out some grub i won't make out no bill he's grub-staking the mine he'll know what to send you just tell him i'm about out of patience tell him i want about everything there is and i want it quick and a jar for sourdough i broke mine and get some newspapers he hesitated perceptibly see here boys i hate to mention this but old pappy him and this jeff bransford is pretty good friends i reckon pappy won't much like it to furnish grub for you while you're puttin the kibosh on jeff you better get some of your own you see how it is don't you tain't like it was my chuck stone came while they saddled he spoke apart with griffith as to mr long and a certain favour he bore to the escaped bank robber but griffith admitting his own self-deception in that line outlined the history of the past unhappy night stone who had suffered only a slight misgiving was fully satisfied as steele started for the railroad mr stone set out to complete the circuit of double mountain in the which he found no runaway tracks and griffith and long sleeping alternately especially griffith kept faithful ward over the gloomy gate of double mountain End of chapter thirteen